0: <laughs> this is prep. So this is prep for him doing more T and G, so that people don't get sick of me.
1: Well, and the eventual. Uh, what's the one you're going to be doing?
0: His at own the podcast. hospital
1: and the v- ER.
0: Oh my, oh, my god! Seriously, <laughs> the one with the hospital and those people in, in uniforms. And the sick people with the scrubs. Chicago Hope. That's
2: what it was. Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> Jackass.
1: Oh. I forgot for a second. Sorry, my mouth kept moving and my brain stopped. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it does tend to happen a lot. It
1: happens. It definitely
0: does. <laughs> uh, All right, should we record moist wessel? Moist wessel. <laughs> Say it again. Say it again. Wessel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> moist. Moist is the more important <laughs> word here.
2: Moist. It's just so horrible. Wow. Uh, wow. Well, hi, everybody. Welcome to Nerd Trek Presents Lower Decks. Uh, I'm Phil, and we're so glad to have a special guest on for this episode of Lower Decks. Uh, say hi to Kalia from Science Division. Hi. Hello. And with me as always is Jeff. Hello. And David. Hi, guys. And we are here to talk about Moist Wessel, <laughs> Lower Decks Episode 4 <laughs> from the 27th of August this year. So this is Episode 4 out of 10 for this season. And this is the 782nd overall episode of Star Trek.
0: Shit.
2: I know. (laughs) So, yeah, it's a great episode. I enjoyed it. What did you guys think initially? all right <laughs> sweet very good um i
0: think it was good i think it, this definitely it was a bit less comedy but more of a story like a main plot kind of adventure like in uh, t- like a very tng adventure feel but it had good comedy with it as well so i i liked it
2: yeah i can definitely get behind that it was not as they had a couple of good moments in it but yeah it was definitely more of a plot heavy like hey there's some shit going on kind of episode um don't get me wrong you guys david it's also
1: one where they do character development in a story for pretty much the whole thing and come right back to square one at the very end (laughs) like they just took the bucket of character development they just did and they're like gonna open the window toss that right out of here just
2: just like a tos episode
1: it's kind of yeah
2: oh yeah you (laughs) get you get a promotion a demotion a nice a nice family fight (laughs)
3: yeah But I think it like I i appreciated it because it's exactly how families work, where you have this like moment oh, yeah. of understanding and you think you're gonna just like move on and everything has changed and it's gonna be better. And then it's like, nope, yeah. no, th- we're just right back to where we were. And it's totally <laughs> how family works.
2: 100%. No so, yeah. So the episode, it's, it's, they lay out pretty much the whole episode in the opening. Uh, it's not really a cold opening, it's kind of like a, just a teaser. Uh, Captain Freeman starts out start 857538.9. The Cerritos is with the Merced and they've got this old uh, generation ship that's broken down. It's been adrift. All the cryo units have failed, so there's all these mummies along the wall basically. And uh they're trying to figure out what to do cuz they've got this molecular fluid stuff that can be used to terraform. Um, it's it can terraform inorganic an material and make it live. It's so, a life bomb. Yeah, basically. So yeah, there's fact, just there's, a, there's a lot of
0: Genesis like uh, yeah Genesis
2: ish in this one. Yeah, yeah. So they're working with the Merced to make sure that the ship is preserved during transport, and uh, her and the captain of the Merced, Captain Durango, is a Tellaride, and they both serve together uh, on another starship. But the first thing I noticed right off, as soon as the the uh, title credit rolls with the title of the episode in it, and it's got the two starships. And the giant-ass generation ship behind it, the uh, Merced has a blue stripe around the top of it. So it's a science-based vessel. Whereas the Cerritos has its oh. has its yellow engineering stripe. Oh, okay.
0: because oh, okay. I was like, it's an option. Okay. That's right. I didn't notice
2: Yeah. That. Yeah, so they're doing the medical. It's a generation ship with all the science stuff aboard. So totally made sense. So, yeah, uh, that was kind of our introduction to the episode. And that's basically what this whole thing is about, trying to get the generation ship safe and kind of a little I don't know if you'd call it a battle or I don't know interpersonal thing that's going on between Captain Durango and Captain Freeman where they're trying to wind up each other and and do their thing so that was kind of weird yeah. uh, but I was like yeah okay so yeah it starts off with Captain Freeman uh, briefing the senior officers hey this is what's going on uh, <laughs> Be- Beckett Beckett comes in <laughs> Exactly. I was like, Mary Mar- Mar- comes in to hand out the pads. Oh, I'm she trying
0: just... to hold it in, I can't. Right. It's
2: <laughs> so funny. She's just like tossing the pads down, flinging them down the conference room table, and just like, oh, so boring.
1: The yeah, that's great. That Jeff just had on our Skype
3: <laughs> looking at me I like, I no, know.
0: well, because they. I forgot the joke. Like, I remember the episode, but the second <laughs> he did it, I was like, what the fuck is he doing?
3: Also, you're <laughs> frozen. So the sound just started coming,
2: <laughs> coming <across> out. <laughs> yeah,
3: that's
2: true. <laughs> I'm, I'm out. Of it. It great. <laughs> So So that pretty much pisses off Captain Freeman. So she drags Mariner into the ready room afterwards. And she's like, "I'm not going to take this anymore. You're not taking anything seriously." So as she's leaving the room, she starts flashing up like the Vulcan, like hand sign, like oh, a gangster yeah. outside. Don't just give me that sarcastic, sarcastic, don't give me that, me that sarcastic <laughs> Vulcan salute.
0: We should just start doing like at, at conventions now. If you see a Trekkie
2: like cosplay, just, just throw some sarcastic Vulcan salute.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: So, so Ransom suggests she kind of vents to ransom and he's like, well, let's just give her some really bad jobs on the ship. So she'll want to transfer. We can get rid of her problem solved. So they're like, okay. So they're going through their cuts down to the lower decks and everybody's going through their assignment pads. And Boimler is all excited. Cause he gets to clean up the conference room on the ship and he gets better food there. He thinks, even though the replicators are all the same over the ship. <laughs> um, Rutherford's got to monitor some power fluctuations in the tractor beam that's going on to this uh, generation ship, but he wanted to, mon- but he really wanted to monitor the power fluctuations in the impulse relays. So he's kind of disappointed.
0: A nerd, <laughs> and I love it.
2: Yeah, yeah. Tindy's excited; she gets to watch an ascension of one of the crew members, which is just friggin' hilarious. And uh, is there so, any other place like... where they
1: have ascensions of people in Star Trek? Like, yeah.
2: Themselves? Well, I don't know. he there's a reference made to like q and the traveler and yeah. and other things yeah. that have ascended to another plane yeah but i this is the first time it's ever been like it's a thing like a
3: starfleet path where you're the guy that's going to ascend. Yeah,
2: exactly <laughs> gotcha so, so, so this
1: might be the first time they talk about how q and them became that way like this could be the, you know, the path they took or whatever <laughs> Man, maybe. I don't know. As far as I understood, it was always a mystery. Like these things just existed and they were out there and super powerful
2: and they never tried to explain how they came to be. It kind so of it's is, and that's kind of how they treated it at first it seems like. Well, that uh, uh,
0: I mean, how many TOS, you know, godlike creatures are there throughout
2: TOS? Just yeah. like yeah. a dozen of them. Immortal, all-powerful. Yeah, good.
3: Yeah, I don't know that you get to just like draw a sand painting in your queue. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I
0: wish. But so, it took uh, 2
2: years. We <laughs> do board. Weedy board, (laughs) weed board. (laughs) Um, So Mariner gets her pad, and she sees she's been assigned to uh, turbo lift lubing, holodeck (laughs) waste removal, which is we've always said holodeck waste removal has got to be the worst job on the ship. It's so gross. And scraping carbon off the carbon filters. (laughs) Just they all they all make fun of her. They're like, oh, you're trying to scrape hard carbon off of slightly harder carbon. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: Which cracks me up too, because you'd think it'd be a terrible job, but it's just them standing in front of it with like these phaser things going whoop, whoop. <laughs> like apparently the there is no. Terrible would job.
3: Clean up anything. Alien graffiti, carp like you've got a problem, yeah. just phaser it off.
2: Phaser yeah. It. yeah. That was the best scene in the last episode <laughs> when they're like trying to <laughs> phaser off the hole and there's like yeah. bzzz, getting rid of all the graffiti. And, but the they're
3: hull. not blowing holes in the hole.
2: Uh, just enough to scrape off the paint. <laughs> yeah. And it's set to scrape. It's, 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 it's like a power wash. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Energy power wash. So we cut to the first scene with Tindy. She goes into Lieutenant O'Connor's quarters. Anybody want to guess who voiced Lieutenant yeah. O'Connor, who's trying oh. to ascend? Oh, I don't know. Haley Joel Osmond. Oh, really? Yeah. So. Kind of interesting that somebody who's seen, has experienced seeing dead people is trying to ascend to another point of existence. <laughs> that, is, oh. that was good. That's so so, nice. He's sitting, full meditation pose in front of the sand uh, sand mandala that took him a couple of years to make. And, and Tindy's like looking around and she sees this gong and she gets <laughs> up to go over to see it. And everybody gets excited because O'Connor's starting to ascend. And she turns around, knocks the gong off. The gong rolls across the room, hits the mandala. She slides, trying to catch it, and just obliterates it. And uh, Connor's just like, loses <sighs> he loses his shit. <laughs> so funny. That
1: took me two years to make. I'm like, oh.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, it takes it really hard. So, yeah, uh, we cut to Boimler and Mariner walking down the corridor. Then she's can't believe she got all these crap tasks <laughs> so she starts she starts her she pulls the waste things out of the holodeck which are just she's like whoa
1: pull, pull, pull,
2: pull her all i way. like that they addressed it
0: like the, like just the fact that how disgusting and like whatever you do on the holodeck goes
2: somewhere somewhere yeah That's right it goes
1: somewhere well, they even mentioned later in the episode what she actually pulls out of there. And someone's like, yep, that's mainly what they do. <laughs> like,
2: oh! yeah. People, so like, people really people use it, do it do for that?
3: that? It gets, like, yep. whispered into the captain's ear. And she's like, what? People?
2: Oh, oh. <laughs> like, that's, that's all they do. <laughs> people actually do that? Yep. That's it. Oh. So, uh, Mariner moves on to her next task, lubing the uh, turbo lift. And she's <laughs> she's up there on top. Uh, and Shaq's totally... Bypasses the warning that the turbo lift is being maintain, maintained and gets in it. All of a sudden, the turbo lift just starts screaming upwards. Yeah, and she freaks out. Stop, and emergency like, stop! Emergency stop! And she like starts pounding on the thing. Like, hey, I'm working up here.
3: And she just goes, "Sorry,
2: yeah, yeah. sorry." And then she uh, goes to scrape the carbon filters. And funny enough, she makes she makes it a game with the other ensigns that are doing the same task to try and see who can get the their carbon scraped off the fastest which is funny a
0: <laughs> i wonder if using the phaser to scrape like, can you use it for the holodeck can you scrape layers of fluids off the holodeck
2: <laughs> oh. would that would that work I, think I imagine the whole just, point I, is
1: it all goes in those tanks; it doesn't
0: end up layers. But how do they get to the <laughs> tanks? Like
1: does I always, yeah, yeah I always vacuum?
2: picture there's. Yeah, I always picture there's some guy with like a mop who's just got a... I oh.
0: I just <laughs> picture that janitor from uh, Futurama. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: <Yep>. <laughs> well, if you think about it, like all of that's being created when they are interacting with people made out of light, essentially. So there must be something that works kind of like the transporter, where it's Filters out anything that's a biohazard and sends it to steaming all your no. fluids in the tanks. So what if, like,
0: like, what if you're near the holodeck and, like, crap, I have to go to the bathroom, but I can't find one? Like, do you just create a toilet and then go and then leave and then that's it? Can, yeah, can, can you shower there? Gotta go somewhere, I guess. I don't know. Yes.
3: I mean, that's always been something they don't really address
0: on
1: yeah.
3: Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah, they don't show bathrooms. But there is one. Like, mm. if you look at the plans, like, there's one on the bridge of uh, yeah, yeah. Enterprise D. Yeah,
0: yeah, but they don't show it.
3: And they talk about like waste extraction. So, like, they talk about the systems. Like, that like there's there's information that like they exist, but they never just like deal with the nitty gritty of it. Who's gonna want to yeah. watch the show where they're like, here's the plumbing on the Enterprise? <laughs> <laughs> have-
2: yeah, the, I know. I'm her. raising yeah. my hand. I'll watch that <laughs> shit. No, <laughs> I don't care. Um, yeah, yeah I think the, the closest, don't
1: want to watch that. Sorry. The
2: closest we see is like in somebody's quarters, like the little thing will slide back and you'll see the water run. Yeah, and they'll like wash yeah. up or, or wash up. Um,
0: what's the uh, What's the uh, or or
2: Anna it, Troy's bathtub? When yeah, she was that in Genesis? Genesis, yeah. When, uh, they all devolve. Yeah, everybody well, and devolves, and she's a fish. Few, so one of
1: the few things I remember about Voyager is Neelix has some people coming, and he's like the intermediary, and he talks about how they need actual water instead of like Vibro showers or whatever they use.
2: The sonic showers, shower. Sonic the shower. Vibro, that's a dirty... Jesus, dude. Yeah, that's, that's, a that's in the family Yeah, that's the very first so, season. It
1: could be sonic vibrations. Don't judge me. <laughs> but, but yeah, so that... I mean, that would indicate that they don't use water necessarily for all that stuff like we would today anyways. They would use yeah. some cool form of energy. Yeah,
2: for Voyager, it was such a precious commodity in the Delta Quadrant. That was Neelix's big thing when he first came on board was he just took this... Had oh, the steaming bath, bath coming bathtub. up, yeah. Oh, and, that ugh. is a
3: scarring scene. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: you are never the same after that.
2: Yeah, like, oh, Neelix naked in a bathtub. Ugh.
3: Neelix in general, just like not not my favorite.
2: <laughs> yeah, true, I would agree with that.
3: Oh, I like Neelix. Yeah. Yeah, that, that tracks. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about that. Burn. You leave my Neelix alone. <laughs>
2: all, all the Neelix love. <laughs> so this kind of takes us back uh, into Act 2 where Freeman's asking if, if Mariner's asked for a transfer yet. And they're like, no, nah, she's making these horrible jobs fun. And so we can't get her to resign or do anything. So all of a sudden, Freeman kind of like lights up a little bit and she tells... Mariner to report to conference room five. And so she comes in and sees everybody hanging around. And uh everybody starts applauding, and she's been promoted to lieutenant. And <laughs> that's
0: genius. I'm like,
1: oh, oh,
2: she's gonna hate that. That's yep. all. <laughs> <laughs> and, so and she gets funny. a new
0: uniform too.
2: Yeah, she goes to the to the yellow engineering uniform.
0: Yep.
2: Yeah. Yep. And uh so this starts off in She's like, Oh, we'll sit down. We're about to have our first staff meeting. Here you go. And they start saying, and the whole meeting is about the conference room, needing new chairs, That's great. which is like every meeting everybody's ever been in, in their lives. It's like, what are we doing? So they're like, Oh, well I like the, the leather is nice, but you kind of stick to it and the cloth is okay. But do we need a, str-? it's just hilarious. It's too it's, ostentatious. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, mariners quickly found herself in middle management kind of thing so she's like she has to do a mission audit she has to do management training she has which is like hilarious because it's captain freeman doing like a a scat jazz performance and (laughs) and so she's having to like do reviews of the reviews and all this typical middle management just BS stuff.
3: I also love when they like have the poker game, which is like the nod to like the next yeah. gen poker game, but then she's like, everybody's gonna fold because you all just play nicely.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She tries it, I'm she all goes in. all we she don't goes go all in. in. And, this is a friendly game. Yeah. <laughs> Jack stops her. You do not go all in. This is a friendly game. <laughs> <laughs> I just like how annoyed she gets like with the
0: like cutscenes where she's on her in her quarters. I like the one where she just like ro- rolls off the
2: bed and starts like rolling down the floor because she's just <laughs> yeah. done of these meetings. Just, uh... <laughs> well, Boimler comes in. And he's like, "You get your own quarters." <laughs> like,
0: yeah, that was uh, great.
2: Yeah, so uh, there's some good stuff. Um, and part of the B plot with Tendi trying to do all these different things to help O'Connor uh, reach his ascension. And so she's got like a uh, a little metronome thing that he smashes and. He's just trying to do all this stuff, so that's kind of going on in the B plot. Meanwhile, we've got um, oh, Tindy dressed up like a priest and is following O'Connor around, engineering like chanting this incantation thing at him. And he calls her uh,
1: the villain, and she's like, "No." Yeah. <laughs> um.
2: So Boimler is just pissed as can all be because he can't figure out why Mariner's getting promoted and he hasn't yet. So he's like, all she does is break the rules. And he's like, well, if I break the rules, maybe I'll get promoted too. So he's trying to figure out so what he can like do. I get when you break the rules. Does the finger taps in front of him? Like, mm.
1: when he's but. still on the radio with whoever, and they're like, what was that? And he's like, nothing,
2: nothing. Uh, uh, Dr. Moriarty, <laughs> do something.
1: Uh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Moriarty, in
2: the on the holodeck yeah. with Moriarty. Yeah, that was a nice TNG reference. <laughs> I was quite pl- proud of that one. Just in good. general,
1: too. It's first. It's like I'm on the phone. Open the holodeck. Yeah, it's just, it's explain
2: everything. <laughs> <more>. <laughs> um, let's say we've got Mariner doing other crap, uh, like going to Ransom's birthday party, where yeah. he's, he's going to sing songs he wrote on his acoustic guitar about the month he spent in Bartholoma. <laughs>
1: and,
2: <laughs> and, and Mariner knows what's going on because she looks at captain Freeman. And she's like, I know what you're trying to do. You're, and you're being a dick about it. (laughs) It's just (laughs) funny. Um, Uh. So kind of the other side, we go, we go back to the Cerritos and the Merced are still towing the generation ship. And Durango thinks that the positioning of his ship isn't, uh, doesn't present that he's actually in charge of the mission. So he orders the helmsman to get closer to the ship. Without realizing that the positioning is relative, so by him changing positions, he's putting more stress on the ship. So of course, this causes a hull breach on board the generation ship, and all of this fluid and crap becomes starts to Start, pour starts out of
1: it. Out, yeah. <laughs>
3: Also, oh, can we just point out that the guy on the science ship didn't understand how the positioning of the ships
2: relative to the other ship... Not just a guy, the captain, the captain of the science ship. Mm-hmm.
3: The head of the science ship didn't understand that that would yeah. be a
2: problem. But yet the helmsman did, because the helmsman's like, are you sure, sir? This is." A... he's like, do it. It's like, okay. Yeah.
3: You know this is a
1: really bad idea, right?
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the Merced starts to get all the crap just all over the ship, and it starts to terraform the ship from the outside in, or inside out, I guess. Um, and then the Cerritos tries to do evasive maneuvers to avoid the gunk, but they get hit by it too. And of course, it's getting drawn in by the tractor beam, so it starts taking over the Cerritos And Sucking it's up
3: like a shop vac, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, at some point, you're just like, turn off the tractor beam. That's what right? I kept I know. I know. Like, turn it off. You can see was, it I'm coming like... for you.
2: Can somebody just yell down to engineering and tell them to cut power to the damn tractor beam?
1: Especially for the second ship, for the Cerritos, because the first one gets taken over and it's like full and then it starts to transfer over to theirs. I'm like, cut off the beam!
2: Yeah, (laughs) yeah, just be like, turn it off. (laughs) It's like water begins to flood engineering, a coral reef comes up around the warp core.
1: (laughs) Damn this beautiful coral!
2: (laughs) Yeah. O'Connor and Tendi are trapped down there and O'Connor kind of... Uh, they have this nice back and forth with that. I can't believe you ruined my ascension, and he was he was basically using the ascension as a way to kind of I don't know, prove himself a right way to put it.
3: Yeah, I it don't was, know. Was he was trying wrong. to
2: use it to get his was, to get himself what noticed. Made him
3: stand out. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: You need yeah. a thing.
3: There was already like a science guy and a this guy and a that guy, but there wasn't an ascension guy, so I just like decided that was going to be, <laughs> me, be and thing. thing.
1: <laughs> and then he kept trying and trying and he wasn't ascending. He's like,
3: uh...
1: <laughs> okay. So he took the out, he, yeah, when she messed it up. Her, I can make it someone else's fault.
3: He set <laughs> her up to ruin it because he knew he would never ascend, so it's like somehow he knew she was going to go for the shiny gong and ruin everything. <laughs> I don't think Probably. it was
1: that. It was just when she did, and then she like messed up his sand. He's like,
3: oh, no, I can't ascend. Did he that told her thing. that he invited her to oh, mess up? He? Oh, I thought he did. So I remember, I remember thinking, like, "How did you know that she was gonna try to grab your gong?" Nah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey now, hi old.
3: You guys weren't right. there. That's on you. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, so we've got um, Mariner and Captain Freeman are going through the Jeffries tubes, trying to get down to the environmental control systems, because Mariner's figuring out that hey, environmental conditions are changing, something's going on in the atmosphere, um, and she figures out that if they can if they can get uh, parazine gas into the atmosphere, it would reverse the terraforming effect, um, along with some radiation from the main deflector, so it kind of impresses her mom which is nice to see and they both kind of are working together to get that done um, so the meanwhile you've got O'Connor has a rock fall on top of him and they intend he, he's pretty sure they're going to he's going to die um, so it, while that's going on you've got the perazine gas and radiation flooding through the ship which is starting to reverse the terraforming uh, the rock that's on top of O'Connor vanishes and they have this really nice moment where they are like, oh, we're going to be okay. They make up, they have a nice kiss. And then as soon as they kiss, O'Connor begins to drift up into the air and he's freaking out. <laughs> his body starts glowing and, he, and he's it's like, happening. oh my gosh, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. So they finally realize that it's his act of sacrifice that pushing Tendy out of the way and he took the rock fall. Uh, that's what begins his, his ascension, kind of thing, and well,
1: uh, it goes real quick from ooh, lovely glowy thing to yeah, is also, he's like, it's, I'm burning, yeah. So
2: much happens in
0: that ascension. Like he's like, I see Abraham Lincoln, and I know everything, and we're on the back of a koala. Yeah,
3: koala. Like,
2: Why is it smiling at me? I'm everywhere. <laughs> I'm nowhere. It's which is so... crazy because
3: abraham lincoln has got to be a reference to savage curtain you know like he's oh, like, yeah. He all oh puts yeah the universe at once and one of them happens to be That's that time thing, yeah. abraham lincoln showed up and was like totally racist on star trek
0: <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> oh absolutely yeah i like so, to like just the whole thing was just hilarious When like like it's not a, a pleasant experience apparently to ascend
2: <laughs> i'm burning Well, it
3: kind of like serves, like the whole thing was a performance, right? Like I'm the ascension guy, I bring people in to watch me ascend, but I know I'm not going to. And then there's this this poetic justice that he like ascends with basically nobody there to see it, except for the person he brought in to ruin his ascension. And also (laughs) it sucks and he decides he doesn't want it, but it's too late.
2: Too late, it's already happening. Yeah, and I mean, it that's hurts the entire time. Probably why he
1: never never ascended in the first place because it was all for selfish means. He was doing it for his own gain, even though he was doing it all. And then finally, when he sets that aside, yeah, he goes. But it is funny because you always think like, oh, it'd be this transcendent heavenly experience. Like, no, you're turning into energy that probably would like, light up every nerve ending in your body. Like,
2: you you're basically just mutating. Hurt like
1: yeah.
2: Hell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the terraforming effect has been reversed on the ship. Um, but the Merced had taken way more damage, so they can't save her. So with uh, Freeman and Mariner are working together, and they emergency transport the crew of the Merced over to the generation ship, uh, the stasis chamber there, which still has some atmosphere. So we have a nice mother daughter moment there. They get a nice hug in after they successfully rescue the uh, the crew uh, of the Merced. So yeah, and. That's The episode kind of winds down from here. The gen, they get the generation ship to some Federation outpost. I don't think they said what it was. And uh, Admiral Vassery is there and comes in. He awards Freeman and Mariner their little medals. Um, uh-huh. And then all of a sudden, at the end, he gives them the medals. <laughs> and, he's, and, and he says that they've picked up a strange signal with their sense oars. <laughs> and he says sensors. it two or three times. Sensors, and Mariner just busts out, and she just can't help it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, here we go. Um,
0: like,
2: what are yes. you saying? You're saying sense Sen- Sensors? Yeah. Sensors. <laughs> so well, they yeah.
3: all start doing it because the yeah. Admiral did it. Everybody
1: else, everybody
2: has to say it, do it all, all the same way as the Admiral. Pretending Adable.
1: it's right. Like, yeah, that sounds right to me. That's good. Yeah, well, sensors. Sense-ors. And the whole time, her mom's nudging her, like, shut up! (laughs)
2: Yeah. So as Vasari gets pissed and starts reprimanding her, Mariner starts yawning again. So... Needless to say, we cut back to the next scene, which is back in Lower Decks <laughs> <laughs> orders, yep. uh, and uh, Mariner's back to being an ensign in her red uniform.
1: I <laughs> said, yeah, in true Trek fashion, right. they just undid everything they
3: just did. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not to- everything, though, because she brought the chip back that had the uh, better replicator program. Oh, that's true, yeah, right. Gets he gets, the, he gets his the better
0: ref- room,
1: which yeah. she already established is the same food. It's just in his head. It's psychosomatic that it's better. <laughs>
0: But yes. I like, too, that, like, so kind of how all the episodes, like, kind of revert back to square one. Like, when they fix the ship from the from the the terraforming stuff, it just turns into dust, and then they use, like, leaf blowers.
1: Yeah. Get rid of it. Like there's no damage.
0: It's perfectly fine. It's completely gone, and it's fine.
1: Well, yeah, and of course it happens instantaneously to stop everything else that's happening on the ship. It doesn't take time to revert back. Because they have people about to die. You can't kill those characters.
2: Of course yeah, so Barrett talks about how uh, Mariner talks about how she's always been good at getting demoted, and and that's when she hands over the access card to the good replicator programs, and Boimler gets all excited because he thinks he's gonna get some macaroni and cheese with the breaded topping to it. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> I like that. And,
2: and Mariner just kind of relaxes, like, "Hey, I'm back home." So yeah,
0: she
2: that's lives. kind of how we finish off the episode. And yeah, it a lot of action there that moved pretty fast. But but some good recalls. The generation ship is something we've seen, I think, in almost every series. Voyager, especially, Uh, we get that a few times. Khan, the whole introduction to Khan is based on a generational ship. Yeah, yeah. I like the nice throwback to the poker game. It's it's the cheesy take on it on something that's really treasured by TNG. Uh, There's all the poker games and the things that happen there, but. It was still it was a nice nice kickback to that. So
0: Yeah. I like too, like you see that with Mariner, like she's kind of a dick. Like if, if I had someone yawning in my like I would be pissed too. But she's a really good officer. Like she knew how to solve the problem. She's like, No, we're gonna handle this. Like she knows her shit. <laughs> but she just she doesn't want to deal with all the bullshit paperwork. She just wants to be out there adventuring and do cool stuff. Yeah, totally.
2: Yeah, she doesn't want to be a middle manager, pushing paper and doing reviews of reviews of reviews. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah,
0: now you have to audit the audit.
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yep. So um, that's it. It cut away to, we got a brief preview of the next episode, Cupid's Errant Arrow. And Uh Boimler gets a girlfriend. Uh, I didn't watch it. Good. Trying to stay fresh. Because everybody (laughs) makes fun of Boimler and they think his girlfriend's going to be imaginary or made up. Oh, yeah. Or are we
1: conveniently going to have to meet her on the holodeck? He's like,
3: shut
0: up. She lives in Canada.
3: Listen, guys, when the show's only like 20 minutes long, you can't watch the preview of the next episode because you've seen like a quarter of it by the time the (laughs) preview's over. Exactly. We can. We can. I
0: I, I don't. I turn it off because I I, I want to be fresh.
3: (laughs) I'm just like I'm. I'm gonna literally have seen the whole episode. That's
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't so, help
3: it. I've gotten such a small hit by the time we
1: wow. finish watching it. I'm like, I need that other 30 I seconds. Need extra, <laughs> I need that extra content. I know. But I don't then the problem is, then
3: when you watch it the next week, you've seen half of it. Yeah. And then I
0: remember it better for when we do the podcast. Oh, that's fair. All <laughs> that's right. Fine. Yeah. No, these yeah. have been good. I like that we're getting a bit more of the characters, and it's it's been fun. It's it's still good. Are
2: you still tracking with it, David? What do you think? Oh,
1: yeah. No, I definitely like it. They're doing decent character development, and I think it is funny. I usually laugh audibly at least a couple times per episode. And it, like even not being a huge Star Trek fan, I get a lot of the references that they're making. So yeah. I like, ah, I remember that, especially now that we're doing this watch through. I catch a lot more. So it's cool that way.
2: Are you catching yeah, all I this like... stuff too, Kilia is, is this hitting home for you pretty good, or are you kind of mad on it?
3: Yeah, no, it is, but I mean, part of it is, like, I know original series, so well, anyways, and then, you know, Jay and I are just finished our Deep Space Nine rewatch, and we're headed through, like, through Voyager, so now we've kind of seen all of that, you know, a, a couple of times, and a lot of it's, like, pretty fresh, and obviously we, we did TNG right before we did Deep Space Nine, and we're working our way kind of through everything, yeah. Um, yeah. and so, and, and because it's, like, uh, the second or third time now that we've seen everything, like, all of the stuff that happened on the other shows... Is we remember it more now, having seen it more than once, so it's really like popping out when we're watching. Like my favorite parts thus thus far has been Miles O'Brien as the most important. Oh
2: my part. gosh, the most oh, important good. man in Starfleet history. <laughs> so good.
3: Long suffering Miles O'Brien.
2: That poor there poor a, man. <laughs> there was a great meme I saw the other day that was that, and then uh, and then it cut the next panel, cut to a Picard. And he's got like the shocked Pikachu face. He's like, oh. <laughs> "O'Brien."
3: So actually, all of Picard is just him trying to prove that he's still important. Oh yeah, Ew. pretty much. <laughs> New head cannon. Picard yeah. just has to go back into space to prove that he's more interesting than Miles O'Brien.
1: He's actually a senile old man, <laughs> and he's not doing any of this. He's just
3: like, "I'm going back to my glory days."
1: <laughs> Glory I'm days.
3: just imagining Glory Miles days. O'Brien as the like Dosa Keys guy, <laughs> you know, like the, <laughs> the most, most, most interesting like, man in the world. He like,
2: could do it. Ryan. Totally good. Yeah, so that'll wrap up this episode of Nerd Truck Presents Lower Decks. Uh David, you wanna give out our social stuff real fast and then we'll hit yeah. Kalia's and then we'll get out of here
1: absolutely yeah check us out at nerdtrekpodcast.com where we got links to all of our social medias we have our new meet the nerd section where you can see all our smiling faces and uh, learn just a little bit more about us uh also buy our stuff on cafe press we have it there uh buy it please please buy it buy it please uh and (laughs) then wherever pods are casted is somewhere that you found this podcast go there and rate us give us a five-star rating and review and we'll read it out on the
2: air for you if we ever get one Awesome. And Kalia, can you go over your socials real fast, where everybody can find you and your awesome troubles
3: Yeah. So um, we are Science Division, so sciencediv.com. Um, we're also Science Div on Twitter and Facebook, and Science underscore Division on Instagram. Uh, and we make app-enabled dribbles. Yay! <laughs> oh, and They're I
2: awesome. have one. I have one piece of bonus content for everybody who's actually listened this far. I know we haven't heard much of the computer voice, but what do you guys all think of the new voice of the computer? Hitting it's it. new. Yes. It's oh yeah, Ma- it's not like Major Barrett anymore. Hit
1: yeah. it. Hitting it, hitting
2: it. Uh, it's
0: fine. I, I, I mean I I noticed that it was a different voice. Um, yeah. but it's fine.
2: Okay, it was something I picked up on, and I meant to ask you guys last episode, and totally forgot. So. Yeah, know. it's it's being voiced um by Jessica McKenna. She also voices uh, Ensign Barnes, who's the female Trill that we saw, I think, in the okay. lo- uh, two episodes ago. Was she the one dating Rutherford? In the, in the bar? Tried to date Rutherford? No, different. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, she was. A, she's like a Trill, and she's enhanced as well. Uh, she was oh, in, okay. in their 10 forward, whatever, a couple of episodes yeah, ago. When
1: the, everything breaks out cool. in the, the bar and they have to hide behind the table, but yeah. they're still talking. So. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah, so I just wanted to see if you guys had picked up on that. We haven't really had much computer voice, but yeah, it was something I've noticed. So, All right. If you've listened to this far, thank you so much for checking us out again, and we will see you guys all back here for the next episode of Lower Decks. Thanks, everybody. Have a great night. Bye, everybody.
0: Yep. Bye.